Welcome back to Cozy Zone with Ben Weber. It's me, Ben Weber, wishing you a nourishing and triumphant 2020 and a kick-ass beginning of a brand new decade. I'm speaking to you on January 1st, 2020. I'm here on my couch in the reckoning room at my apartment. If you're tuning in for the first time, oh boy, are you in for a heart-pounding, beautifully soothing, and profoundly inspiring experience Cozy Zone goes like this. I seek out the finest creative folks I know, and we sweetly sink into that guest's sanctified spot, an actual place on earth, a cozy zone, where we talk about art and feelings and where all that stuff comes from. And if you're a connoisseur of the classic cozy zones, holy fajoli, do we have some delightful new shtick for you. At the end of each episode, I would allude to this imaginary charitable organization, the Cozy Zone Foundation, and proclaim that this foundation has granted me and my guest unlimited funds to create and realize a collaborative project inspired by who we are and the conversation we just had. In this Cozy Zone revival, I'm striving to get much more clear and more specific. I actually want to introduce you to the trustees who make the Cozy Zone Foundation possible, and I want them to set a definitive budget number for these projects. So the original elements of this podcast, we have our vulnerable conversations, we have our site-specific Cozy Zones, all of that is, is going fine. We're going to keep that. Benjamin, are you nearly finished with your preamble? Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I, I almost uh, forgot. Here with me right now, uh, I have a, a trustee of the, the Cozy Zone Foundation sitting with me uh, on my couch uh, right next to me. Uh, hey, thank you so much for your patience. Um, Cozy Zone friends, it is my esteemed honor to introduce you to Dr. Vincent Pugash. He is an orthopedic surgeon, uh, an investor, and a beloved trustee of the Cozy Zone Foundation. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Pugash. Uh, yeah, well, yes, uh, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Your, your room is very messy, and, and all this stuff on the walls doesn't make any sense to me, and, uh, but uh, I, I'm happy to be here. Of course, I'm always happy to support the arts with my extreme wealth that I garnered from orthopedic surgery and uh, as well as my investments. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pugash. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you, uh, I guess, acquired your wealth and came to be a trustee of the Cozy Zone Foundation? Yes, well, certainly. Uh, so, uh, as you may be aware, uh, being an orthopedic surgeon is the highest paid 
type of surgery in the United States. Uh, that is why I got into it. Of course, it is helpful to uh, heal people's skeletal systems and musculature systems and their spine and all of the things associated with those body systems. However, I believe that it is not worth pursuing something in life uh, unless you are compensated royally for it. So I sought out this practice of medicine and uh, made a lot of money that way. I was always a bachelor as uh, romantic entanglements seem to cause someone to hemorrhage funds, of course, and so I, I wanted to create my own kingdom of sorts, uh, and uh, in my dealings in high society, I was lucky enough to run into a young man who you may have heard of, uh, Warren Buffett. Yes, yeah, no, I, I, I know Warren Buffett. What is his, um, his, uh, his company, his company called, what is, is the uh, Berkshire Hathaway Holdings Company, as I'm sure you know. It began with several uh, textile companies and and grew from there. And uh, yes, I I met Warren at a beautiful cocktail party. Uh, I believe in Chicago, and uh, we struck up a conversation about fine liqueurs, uh, herbal liqueurs like a chartreuse, and uh, he invited me to his ranch, and I remember going to his ranch and seeing this enormous uh, enclosure where he was raising a very specific type of of animal, uh, something he called a speed goat. A speed goat. Yes, a speed goat. Is that like um? Is that like a speed boat? No, it's a goat that's very fast. It's a goat that's bred to be extremely fast. I leaned up against the fence and watched Mr. Buffett, Warren, of course, zooming around on these 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 sleek goat creatures. And uh, lo and behold, he, he toppled off one of the speed goats, uh, crinked his neck in a horrendous way, and luckily I, I could utilize my orthopedic surgery skills back in... Uh, he has, of course, a, a private surgery room... Uh, on his estate, and uh, we rushed him over there. I went into surgery and, and certainly saved uh, uh, a, a large portion of his mobility. Warren, being very uh, grateful for my surgical acumen, invited me to invest some of my orthopedic surgery money in, in his uh, investment holdings, and, uh, well, let's just say that my wealth grew exponentially year after yeah that's after, that's a wonderful yeah wonderful story dr bugash um it's really it's really incredible um so uh you know as we as we discussed i, I believe I, I discussed with your assistant uh, traditionally the cozy zone foundation uh, which you are a trustee of disperses funds for uh creative projects and and i i was curious um what the amount of the funds yes, would be yes well i'll I'll uh, disclose to you the amount of the funds. 
your directive for me was to find some amount of money that exists in the world that, that makes me feel uh, icky, and then I would then match that amount of money instead of going to this icky purpose towards public art, which, I must tell you, is most certainly the most noble of pursuits in all the world. Certainly, yes, orthopedic surgery is a fine practice. However, creating art, creating some sort of universal expression is absolutely just the most moving, noble, I'll say even divine pursuit. And, and this is why I am here today in your disgusting apartment. It's quite shameful that you wouldn't have cleaned up a little bit before well, I doctor, arrived. I, I, know, I found that the um, projected budget that the U.S. government uh, provides to the uh, National Security Association, the NSA, and this, of course, is the organization that uh, is created to do surveillance on United States citizens is uh, $9.95 billion. This is the projected amount in 2017, uh, which is, uh, I, I find, uh, disgusting. We all deserve our own private lives, our own freedom of expression, our, our choices not being constantly watched by the state. And so, it is this figure that I would like to then share back with you, match with my own funds, in order for you to create uh, a project that you will find uh, in in this dossier here. Oh, uh, that's incredible! Wow, nine point nine five billion dollars. The uh, twenty seventeen NSA budget. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Thank you so much. And okay, so you're, you're handing me this dossier. And um, so Dr. Pugash, I just want to let you know how this is going to work. I am going to put 30 minutes on a, on a timer for myself. And then I just with my own sort of mind will devise a creative response to uh, whatever project you have chosen for me in this dossier. I mean, you're going to be right here, so you'll listen to it. And then after after I've, I've completed it, uh, you'll decide whether or not to finally release these funds. And you can maybe give me some critical feedback also about the project as you are uh, the trustee who is, is commissioning this particular project. Thank you, Dr. Pugash. Okay, so we're uh, opening up the dossier here. Um, okay, so we have uh, Sculpture at the River Market, which is in the city of Little Rock, Arkansas, Riverfront Park Grand Entrance Sculpture. Uh, the uh, call for proposals reads, uh, the new sculpture placement is a 75-foot in diameter circle at the base of the Junction Bridge, the area presently is landscaped. This area should be considered a blank canvas for your proposal. The junction bridge is directly to the north of the site and the buttress of the bridge is on a rock formation that is Little Rock's namesake. 
To the east is our renovated amphitheater, and to the west is an open-air history pavilion with a small stage attached to it. To the south is an area that is presently being redesigned as a new proposed entrance to the Riverfront Park. The proposed site should be and will be the focal point of the newly redesigned entrance into the Riverfront Park from Clinton Avenue. The proposed sculpture should be bold in its appearance and act as an attraction to bring people into the park. It will be a magnet luring people into the park and also help them become acclimated to using all the other amenities in the park, especially the Vogel Schwartz Sculpture Garden. The design of the sculpture and the utilization of the space can take on any characteristic that your mind can construct. It can be intimate, bold, or traditional. There is no preconceived idea about how this space can be enhanced. We look forward to your ideas on how to utilize this space. Please think outside the box when you submit your proposal. If you have any questions about this space, please contact me directly. And that's from Dean Cooperis, MD. The budget is 995 billion dollars, the projected 2017 U.S. budget for the NSA. 30 minutes on the clock, and here we go. Okay, so I'm looking at this site photo. There is this 75-foot uh, diameter circle that is landscaped. Looks like we have wood chips, we have little bushes, we may have maybe have one main tree. This landscape is a blank canvas. Maybe we could uh, completely remove this. The circle is surrounded by this nice uh, sidewalk, uh, which looks super fun. Uh, I can imagine myself as a little kid sort of running through there. I actually, I did uh, a little bit of research. I'm curious, just because I'm in sort of a decolonizing mood uh, about who the uh, uh, First Nations, the indigenous folks uh, in Arkansas were, uh, and so, yeah, I brought up this web page. We have the Caddo Indians, the Chickasaw Indians, the Osage Indians, the Quapaw Indians, and the Tunica Indians. Um, all uh, were in Arkansas, and apparently they were they were all driven out. I, I wonder if there's a way to honor. Uh, these tribes that that seems very important also knowing uh, sort of my own you know European uh, background I, I don't know necessarily if I have the gravitas to call in these first nations these indigenous tribes but you know it's definitely worth acknowledging and I, I feel like some sort of acknowledgement about the original stewards of the land would be really important my first image is of this big sphere uh, because the, the call for proposals uh, says that it will be a magnet luring people into the park and also help them uh, become acclimated to using all the other amenities. I'm picturing this literally this magnetic sphere or this uh, series of concentric spheres um, that perhaps uh, can be magnetized uh, in different ways, or there's like shifting magnetic fields that attract maybe ball bearings or uh, like iron filings that form different things. That would actually be really beautiful. Um, if we could create these contained electromagnetic fields uh, that could create like shapes out of metal filings, like I'm thinking about who has disturbed my slumber, the, the, like the panther in Aladdin and the original um, animated Aladdin, you know, but instead of like sand or magical sand, uh, it would be iron filings. So that's, that's an option there. 
But I wonder, too, if there's some sort of scientific study that we could do. Things that I would really like would be some sort of, you know, playground kind of thing, like a swing set or an obstacle course or, or something of that nature. Some Something really delightful and fun to draw people in and, and perhaps as they're playing, there could be some sort of didactic offering. I also wonder if there would be some sort of utilitarian purpose to the sculpture, maybe some sort of uh, harvesting water from the air or maybe some sort of uh, pollution cleaning thing. That would be nice if there was some sort of... Uh, cleansing, you know, uh, like environmentally cleansing process, that would actually be pretty cool. Maybe a beacon for removing carbon from the, the atmosphere, that actually feels pretty exciting. Like, I've just been, you know, thinking about these fires that are happening in Australia, fires that are happening in California. It feels like the world is on fire. So it feels really important to filter particulates out of the air. And also, actually, what would be really nice is to then have these particulates the, maybe the actual harvested particulates to be then fabricated in real time into some sort of sculpture. Great. Okay. This is feeling good. And this is feeling also extremely expensive and complicated, which is, I think, what we're going for. So let's say we have this large spire uh, right in the middle of this uh, landscaped 75-foot uh, diameter uh, place. Personally, I don't care for the landscaping that is currently featured in this little rotunda in this circle. So let's let's just say we're we're going to clear that. Maybe we'll we'll uproot all of them and lovingly transfer them to someplace else. Then we're going to make this beautiful modern or even futuristic spire. In this spire is a mechanism that uh, removes carbon and other sort of harmful particulates from the air, it actually would be really sweet to maybe invite people or invite the public to then uh, suggest some sort of shape uh, that then this, this spire, there's also a part of the spire that can create this filtered or, or yeah, fabricate the filtered carbon into a particular shape. I'm thinking of these like injection mold machines at the zoo, you know, you could like put in, I don't know, a dollar or something like that. And it would, uh, in real time sort of create this injection plastic mold of like a gorilla or an alligator. I think they had the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys at the Milwaukee County Zoo, which was really sweet. I think I, I got a bunch of them. I'm thinking of some sort of smaller scale injection mold process, but instead of plastic, it would actually be carbon particulates and other pollutants into the air. That would be nice, some sort of like acrylic resin covering to really make sure that this was safe. And it, it would probably have to be like a ballistic grade covering uh, just so that really there would be no way for it to break. And this, this carbon was sequestered in a, a really uh, good way. Perhaps the carbon is formed into the shapes of faces of important 
uh, Arkansas people. We're talking, you know, way prehistoric people. We're talking indigenous people. We're talking European colonizers. We're talking about civil rights people. This antenna spits out little carbon pollutant busts of these perhaps thousands of people in Arkansas history. That seems uh, reasonable. And there's a, a directory of all of these Arkansas people. It's good to like look in the faces of the people who have come before. Why don't we have maybe a diptych of a bust? It, it also would be nice perhaps to have your own face preserved in this pollutant thing. I also wonder if there would be uh, some intake for garbage or plastics that this could be a place where you could also deposit plastics and other challenging to recycle things, and then it would also make these uh, art busts out of it. That feels important. So not, you know, of course, there would be this passive system of creating pollutants from the air, perhaps even compost, that uh, there would be different containers where people from the community could bring paper and plastic and, and metal and glass, and this machine would break all of these materials down, maybe even wood or any kind of garbage, frankly, any any material, but we have so much money. I think that we could probably have the, the technology to analyze whatever material was was put into the system. It could be from the air, it could be gas, it could be a liquid, it could be a solid. And then the machine catalyzes or it alchemizes these materials into some sort of uh, legible art making material that could be uh, 3D printed. Ooh, wouldn't it be nice to have your face staring at or looking at uh, another face from Arkansas history so that your experience is put into context from these human ancestors. I really like this idea. I think that's nice. So it's a spire. Around the spire are all of these receptacles for different types of, I guess maybe let's say four receptacles for any kind of waste material. Uh, let's not do Let's not do uh, human excrement, I feel like, or that, that feels like a bit much and also violates various decency laws, I'm sure. But we could, you know, there, there would be some sort of signage around, you know, what kind of uh, socially acceptable materials would be there. But we can be, I, I, I'm sure it, it really does uh, run the gamut. Maybe, maybe it's fine. Maybe like dog poop and cat litter and, and vomit and all this stuff. Like, I guess, you know, why discriminate? You know, this is all part of our world. Um, certainly, we wouldn't, well, I wonder also too, well, the sewage thing feels a little rough and it opens up a pretty big can of worms um, I wouldn't want to encourage that. And it feels disrespectful also. Let us just say that perhaps sewage is not a part of it. Great. Okay, so let's, uh, so we have this spire and we have this, this ballistic resin and we have these recycled materials and we have 3D printing and we have these, these busts, these, these faces of, of yourself and or your family or your compatriots, whoever you're coming with, looking at, paired with, staring at, looking in the eyes of people from Arkansas history. Okay, um, we could have face-to-face, -face. Uh, that is a title. We could have Inspire. These are pretty nerdy and dorky, but we're just starting the bidding here. We could have 
recycle, we could have looking at looking to the past, we could have uh, face facing history, face in your face, garbage face, carbon capture, face capture, gaze, staring contest. I am not thrilled with any of these particular ideas. I have a little over 10 minutes to come up with a title, which feels like an extraordinarily leisurely time, uh, which makes me think that perhaps uh, a half hour for a solo person for me is, is quite a long time. But of course, uh, for your listening pleasure, we can we can edit this down. So we know that it's a real life half hour, but, uh, you know, in podcast land, it'll probably be much shorter. And it probably isn't the most fun to listen to me, him and haw about all of these different names. <sighs> we have this roster of people that we will include. It would be really nice also to have some sort of takeaway for, about the people's histories. Um, it would be nice to have your own name and the date uh, inscribed on it, probably etched into the the resin at some point. There would probably be a little blurb, a name, a blurb, a date and on both sides um, in some sort of artfully chosen location. I'm touching my face. There's contours. There's a portrait I, there's a bust, there's sculpture, face, resin, carbon capture, recycling, alchemy. I wonder, yeah, it's, uh, alchemy is an exciting concept I really like. Catalyzing, we have mirror, we have ancestry, ooh, maybe, how about Ancestor alchemy. Ancestor alchemy. That that seems Arkansas ancestor alchemy. Triple A. That's pretty cutesy. Why don't we? I feel like the Arkansas is implied. Why don't we call it ancestor alchemy? I have six minutes to spare. We're going to call our spire that collects waste from the air from the land, from the water, and transforms it into a sculptural portrait diptych, one of your face, your compatriot's face, your family's face. Uh, it can be, you can have one face in there. You can have up to, let's say, 10 faces, or yeah, why not? 10 faces, and each of these faces is then matched with a face from any point in Arkansas history, an important person who has influenced the space, influenced Little Rock. Uh, we could probably come up with so many thousands of people. I also imagine that if we, we can capture your face, if you come and visit it, you are sort of in the system. We're constantly asked to look into the eyes of our ancestors and reckon with them and realize that we living our lives now, we have similar consciousness 
to the folks who were living in the past. Please consider for my proposal the project Ancestor Alchemy. Thank you. My goodness, what a process. Ancestor Alchemy. Yeah, uh, so, Dr. Pugash, what do you think? Well, uh, pretty impressive project. I enjoy the interactive portion of it. I, I like that it is a stately work of art on its own, and that participants walk away with their own, their own self-portrait, and they learn something as well about the history of the people of the land of Arkansas. I enjoy that it, it takes carbon out of the air. That is a very uh, uh, responsible thing that art can do. And that you have to not only reckon with people from the past, but also reckon with all of the trash. Wow, great. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's really, really kind. Yes, I grant you the entire $9.95 billion for your project. Oh my goodness, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Pugash. That's that's really wonderful. I'm so excited to get started. Uh, that That's really, really wonderful. Yes, you're welcome. You earned it with your wonderful idea, Ancestor Alchemy. That's so, so wonderful. Thank you. Listen, uh, you know, I, I wanted to also let you know about a, a, another thing that I'm working on. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I recently started a, a Patreon for... Uh, the Cozy Zone podcast. Patreon. Yeah, it's um, it's a site. You you can become a member and you give monthly donations, a sustaining donations to a, a creator of, of a project. Uh, how do you spell that? That is uh, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com, patreon dot com. Yes, uh, well... Uh, what, what do you need? A billion dollars? No, no. Uh, actually, just the donation to become a Cozy Zone member. That means you get early access to episodes, you get amazing exclusive content, and all of that is yours for only $5 a month. I'm sorry, how much? That is $5 a month. Oh, my dear Benjamin, I'm so sorry. The minimum transaction that I ever do is $50 million. Uh... Okay. Is there a $50 million membership level? No, no, just just $5. Oh, there's there's no possible way I can do that. I'm so sorry. I I barely even comprehend what that means, $5. I have five fingers, $5. I I can't do it. I won't do it. Uh, re- really? Yes, I I absolutely cannot do that. Please? No. Okay, well, well thanks. Thanks for the billion. You are very welcome. Cozy Zone with Ben Weber is produced and edited by me, Ben Weber. Danny Townsend wrote our theme music. Special thanks to Cozy Zone Foundation trustee Dr. Vincent Pugash, even though he didn't join my Patreon. But you can visit www.patreon.com forward slash Ben Weber Projects. Follow me on Instagram at Ben Weber Projects and on the web at www.benweberprojects.com. Thanks so much for listening. May all your zones be cozy. Snuggle up sweet. 
a beautiful thing, it's cozy zone.